Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is June 2nd, 2022. The summer is here. When is the official day of summer? Like the 21st of June, 20th. Varies year to year. I'm looking at the May calendar. Let me see. First day of summer is 21st. The 21st. Man, it feels like summer. It's like 135 million degrees outside. You know, our temperature here is similar to Florida, but we don't have the humidity that they have. So it feels very hot down there. We still have a lot of humidity. I mean, we're we right do. near the beach. so But they have a lot. Yeah, they're surrounded. Just goes to show. I know. <laughs> yes, it, it has been sweat-inducing weather here. All right, we got a good show for you today. A little bit of news. You know, I, I did a video the other day. I haven't done one in a, in a while. We haven't done a podcast in a while because there's really nothing going on. And then, you know, I did a video and I said, well, you know, this is the, the calm before the storm. This is that time of year where nothing's really going on. You got OTAs, but nothing really happens with that mess. And then the next day, boom, big news. So we'll jump right into that. Okay, but first we have some personal news. Oh, yeah. We'd like to share. Here at Buccaneers Observer. We are expecting. We got a new Buccaneers fan on the way. We got a new Buccaneers fan coming. So that means no beer for Molly this season. She's got to go through this whole season. Now, we tried to do it where she was going to be due in summer. Yeah, so she could be. (laughs) <laughs> so she could drink during the season doesn't work the way you plan it never so. does does it it does not so um a new year's baby hopefully which that's like the tail end of the season i think the last game is like january 7th so maybe i can have a beer then hopefully <laughs> so yes there we go fantastic good news good news all right uh to the buccaneers the Buccaneers have signed defensive lineman Akeem Hicks. He's a free agent. He's played with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he was originally drafted by the Saints in 2012. Was he? Yes. He played with the Saints for uh, two and a half years, I think. Maybe it was three and a half years. Uh, let me see. I don't remember that at all. Right, yeah. He was a 89th overall third-round pick with the Saints in 2012. And he ended up going to Chicago, but that was after he did a stint with the Patriots for like half the season in 2015. So he was with the Saints for 2012, 2013, 2014, and then half of 2015, or a few games in 2015. Then he went to the Patriots, finished the season out there, they went to Chicago, and he's been at Chicago ever since. Now, he has the reports where he got a one-year, $10 million deal. And technically, it's true, but further details came out the day after, and there, it's not quite as cut and dry as that. It never is, is it, it? Right, it never is. 
He is actually a $6.5 million salary with about $2.5 million salary in bonuses and incentives. He's got a $1.5 million that he can earn per game roster bonus, which I guess means that if he <laughs> suited up for every game, he'll get $1.5 million. Which is insurance because of his injury history. Right, which we'll get into here in one moment. Uh, now, he can make an extra $2 million by making the Pro Bowl and first-team All-Pro and for playoff wins. Okay, this is what I don't understand. Aside from the playoff wins, like why do teams care about that stuff? The Pro Bowl and the All-Pro. I don't know. It just Is it like marketing for the team? They're like, yeah, you make us look good. Uh, don't know. Because they're personal accolades. Like, why does the team give a crap? I guess they just don't want these guys coming and not trying. Yeah. You know, just collecting a paycheck. You know, just give them some little incentive. But I, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, the Pro Bowl and the AP, yeah, it's all journalists picking their favorite players. It's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll make five hundred thousand dollars if he if he go, makes it to the Pro Bowl. Five hundred thousand first team All Pro, Pro, and two hundred fifty thousand per Buccaneer playoff win, so he can make up to two million in incentives that way. Uh, his cap hit is only two point three nine million this year and four point nine million next year. Very strange. I don't know. I don't know how Greenberg and these guys pull all this stuff off. Well, I'm seeing that it's four void years. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, the, is there is there really a cap? I mean, I don't seriously, know. has any team ever not made cap? I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's just it's just like the, it's all these it little seems, tricks. Look at the Saints. Every year, going into the off season, they're like a hundred million over the cap, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're just going to have to jettison players this year." And they never do. They never did. You know, it was just somehow they'd finagle it, keep the same players, give guys bonuses and extra contracts, and I don't know. I think the salary cap's a myth. <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> I don't think it exists. It just doesn't seem to have any bearing on anything. Well, I think it does have some limitations, but I think with everything, um, people exploit loopholes. Right. Yeah, I think that's the thing. But, I mean, it does offer more parity than, like, the MLB, where they have no salary cap. At least I I assume they don't. I haven't followed baseball in 15 years. (laughs) Who knows what they got over there now? I mean... While there are teams, I think, that can, you know, finagle around. And I I would love to see, like, actual spending versus Mm -hmm. what the cap number was. Like, what was the actual number they spent? And just see how similar they are and what it's like across the league. Yes. Very strange. This whole The whole cap stuff. And anybody says that they understand it or lying. It's like compensatory picks. (laughs) Nobody understands that mess. You know, there's maybe five people on the planet, and they're the ones that wrote the rules. Well, and here's the thing, too. Okay, so Akeem Hicks, his salary cap works out to $2.39 million. If he plays more than nine games, it can be up to $700,000 higher. Hmm. Does that matter? 
Like, mm. isn't the cap number only important at the start of the season? They're like, okay, you're top right. 53. That's who we care about. And or it's then, actually top 51, right? Isn't that? Yeah, maybe. Exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's the top guys. And then what happens when people make their incentives or they have, you know, things like this where it factors yeah. into their cap number? Does the team later have to go, oh, no, we're not under the cap at this point? Are Oops. they constantly readjusting? Yeah. yeah. Like, how does that work? Does yeah. it matter after the start of the season? Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, man. It's just, it's a mess. It's definitely not clear cut. You know, we follow it quite heavily, and we're constantly going, what? Yeah. And they have websites that track this stuff, and they're all different. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, and you know, like, the he got a one-year, $10 million contract, is what everybody was saying. And, you know, my first thought was, why are we paying him the same amount that we were going to pay Adamakong Sue? We would have paid Sue less. I mean, last year we paid him, like, 7 or $8 million. Right. And then you come to find out that it's it's an you know kind of not incentive laden, but it's got quite a few incentives, so it's not really a ten million dollar contract. So you go, oh okay, I get it. You know, Sue, he didn't have that, right? I mean, his his contracts were pretty straightforward. Yeah. See, he got he got nine million last year, five million signing bonus. So. It was just a straight up nine million dollar contract. Year before that, it was an eight million dollar contract with five million dollar signing bonus, and in 2019, it was a nine point two five million dollar contract. So, you know, when they said ten million dollars for Akeem Hicks, I was like, "What? Yeah, are we paying him more than Sue?" When, you know, I think Sue is a much more solid player. You know? Right. Our prefer- preference would be to get Sue back. Right. You got someone who's familiar with the locker room, with the system. He's mm-hmm. been pretty reliable for us. Yeah, so he never misses games, ever. I mean, he's never missed a game due to injury, ever. That's incredible. Guy's been playing for, what, 13 years? I know. Yeah. This will be his 13th year. That's the very definition of Iron Man. And, you know, availability is accountability. You could have the best player in the world, but if he's sitting on the bench all the time, what good's he going to do? Right. And Akeem Hicks has had some injury issues. You know, he he missed eight games in 2021 with a dislocated elbow and 11 games in 2019 due to injury. And he's had ankle sprains, knee strains, hand fractures, uh, dislocated elbow, elbow sprains, hamstring strains, groin strains. Uh, he's missed quite a few games in his career. Uh, he's only uh, started 110 out of 138 games that he's played. And, you know, Sue, is in, in comparison, has started 191 of 191 games. So, big difference yeah, there. I agree. I, do, I don't – it's kind of a head-scratcher. I don't understand why they didn't just bring Sue back. Yeah. Like, what's uh, the comment below? Tell us what you think the benefits are to this signing over yeah, Sue. Yeah. You know, I put out a video and I, w- I was kind of negative on this because, you know, I'm a big Sue fan mm-hmm. and I really want to bring him back. It appears like it's just not going to happen. And, you know, Akeem Hicks, I, you know, I, I think I was a little too negative on him 
you know, I don't, I don't know a whole ton about him. I do know that the the Bears fan base really loved him, said he was the heart and soul of the defense. They're happy that he's going to go somewhere where he can make it to the Super Bowl. Apparently the Bears are in rebuilding mode again. They, they're ejecting everybody. Oh, no. Yeah, the Bears fan base is not happy with the direction the team has been heading. And, you know, that the one thing they did have was their defense, and now it's pretty much gone. So you got a lot of positive stuff about Akeem Hicks from their fan base. But, you know, we played them in 2018 and 2020. And I went back and I looked through my notes and watched some of the All-22. And I didn't have anything about being impressed with Akeem Hicks. But what I did have was him and Jensen fighting, which that's pretty common. Jensen seems to fight with everybody. And he... Akeem Hicks did a lot of, well, I don't want to say dirty, but he had a lot of uncalled penalties. And there was actually one play, I don't know if you remember, but Khalil Mack, it was, we, we played Chicago Bears, it was in 2020. Uh, Justin or, uh, Wirfs was our rookie, mm-hmm. and he got hip-tossed by mm-hmm. Mack on TV. And I was furious about it because it was actually after the whistle. It should have been a a, a penalty. But they didn't call it a penalty, and it was definitely unnecessary. Uh, you know, he, he caught worse, kind of off balance. It was after the whistle, you know, and he threw him to the ground. And, you know, of course, the media made a big deal about it, and it made worse look kind of bad. Well, a, a couple of plays before that, Akeem Hicks did the same thing to worse. And a couple of plays before that, worse had got injured. He was hurt, and he was laying on the ground. I think it was his ankle. So they were kind of <laughs> beating up, you know, the rookie injured guy. And they were doing it kind of mean, you know, which I don't, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I like meanness and stuff like that. But they, Akeem Hicks took Worfs, and it was after the whistle again, and kind of bear-hugged him and then tossed him on the ground and landed on top of him. Boom. This was right after he had gotten his ankle hurt. And I think the reason why – that was happening was because we were just beating up on their offensive line. They were frustrated or their defensive line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from what I know of Akeem Hicks, which isn't a whole lot, I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> he didn't stand out to me other than, you know, kind of some uh, frustrated play and after whistle stuff. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, from the from the sounds of it, he's a great locker room guy. He's got a lot of energy and all that. But, you know, the, the Bears fans did admit that he has an injury issue. He doesn't, you know, he, he leaves games a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets, you know, hurt at weird times during the season. Apparently he got into an argument with the defensive line coach at the Bears last year at the end of the season and kind of like sat out. Ooh. Yeah, there was a big falling out between him and the coaching staff. So, so that's why he's still a free agent at the end of May. I guess so. So <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. But you know, it is better that you know we did save money. Like I said, I was really shocked. I was like, oh my god, we're going to pay more for Akeem Hicks than we would Adama Kangasu, but we're not actually. We're we're only paying two point nine, about three million for him this year. And you're getting a younger guy. Two years. But, I mean, what's young have to do with anything if he's not going to – if he's going to be injured? Listen, 
I'm trying to have Got some it. like pros here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see, man. I'm seriously, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of head scratching. I don't understand it. He's got to put well, faith then, in. Who's behind the move? Right. Yeah. Like, is it? this a Tom Bowles decision? Is mm. this a Jason Light decision? Is this a BA decision? Because he's still in the front office, supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. Right. I don't know. Right. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting move that I don't quite understand, but I trust the front office. I wish Sue was coming back for sure. Yes. And maybe, maybe they wanted somebody that was more rah-rah because we're losing JPP. Yeah. You know, and he was the rah-rah in your face. You know, let's uh, bite their heads off and get veins between our teeth type of player. And apparently Akeem Hicks is kind of like that. I've okay. seen a lot of videos where, you know, he's getting in people's faces and barking at them and growling. And, you know, he's got a very aggressive attitude, which I like. Okay. You know, and, so and, maybe it is about a combination of replacing Sue and JPP with yes. one player. Right. Right. I, now, he's he's not going to be Sue. You know, Sue is very stalwart. That guy, you know, run game, just between him and Vita, there was just no running up the middle. You know, mm-hmm. just it just didn't happen. And, you know, we're going to lose that. You know, it's just, our run defense is not going to be as great as it was. You know, Akeem Hicks is, you know, he's probably decent at the run, but not like Sue. You know, just, and again, you know, the, the reliability. Sue was always there. He got a lot of snaps for a big guy. And, you know, he played every game for us. You need to do some film review. Oh, man, you know, the damn game pass is so horrible. You just can't, they don't even have the all 22 of past games. Of, they don't? No. I think I, they got them up for last year, but they don't have anything further than mm-hmm. I've got, you know, stuff that I've downloaded and saved, but it's, uh, it's annoying. They game yeah. pass. They just really screwed that mess up. But Akeem Hicks, you know, his stats are not near as good as Sue's either, which is, you know, I'm not a big stat guy, but it makes you just scratch your head. Uh, you know, like, uh, He's got nine pass defenses, you know, throughout his career. And this is just including regular season, not playoffs. Uh, Sue's got 38. Wow. That's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, he's got six forced fumbles and Sue's got five. But, of course, it's more than that because of the playoffs. Sue is very good at getting forced fumbles in the playoffs. And that's the thing about Sue that I really, really liked. And it was something we didn't have in the Buccaneers' defense for a long time. We had playmakers – but not playmakers when it mattered. And Sue was very, very good. I mean, you go back, I, I'd, I'd like to put together some videos of how great he was at third downs and play, you know, making plays when we needed it. Uh, so, you know, he did, He matter of fact, against the Rams, you know, he got that, that forced fumble that kind of started our the defense's comeback where we almost came back and won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that last play where they hit Cooper Cup for the big game, you know, it was Sue that busted through the line and almost got to Stafford. He was the only one close. He actually made Stafford throw from his back foot. Just happened to be a good pass. And, uh, you know, so, so Sue's, that's something that, you know, 
you don't see on the stat sheets. Uh, also, fumble recoveries, he's got nine, as Akeem Hicks has six. Now, sacks, Akeem Hicks has 40 and a half. Okay. Now, Sue has played two years longer than Akeem Hicks in many more games, 191 compared to 138. So that's 60 more games. But Sue's got 70 and a half sacks. Whoa. Almost twice as many. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I would just like to know, like, what is their play style? Like, how are they different in that? Well, like, stats are hard, you know, to yeah. kind of grasp mm-hmm. what a player really is. Yes, and, you know, Sue's played in 4-3 defense and 3-4 defense. Akeem Hicks has only played in 3-4 defenses, which is what we run. He's he's more aggressive in the pass rush, you know. Uh, he's faster, he's quicker, although he's bigger. Uh, you know, Sue Sue comes in at three about three twenty, I think, mm-hmm. and Akeem Hicks is closer to three fifty, three thirty five, somewhere in that area. Uh, but he's faster than Sue, and more mm-hmm. athletic. So that's maybe what they're wanting. You know, is more speed up the middle. Don't know, but we've got him and Logan. You know, it looks like we're we're pushing for a more pass rush defensive line. So that's what we're going for. Uh, tackles. Akeem Hicks had 387 in his career. Sue had 590. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, tackles for a loss. Hicks had 73. Sue had 130. Wow. Uh, quarterback hits, Akeem Hicks with 111, Sue 212, it's double. And, of course, Akeem Hicks had his one Pro Bowl appearance in 2018, whereas Sue has had five, and he's had four All-Pro, one Defensive Rookie of the Year, and a Super Bowl. So, you know, stats-wise, Sue blows him out of the water in every category except for forced fumbles. So, you know, I – I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm like you. I'm putting my faith in the coaching staff. So we'll see. You know, I mean, we're losing two big players, man, JPP and Sue. You know, they were the backbone of this defense, veteran, veteran leadership. So it's going to be interesting to see what this team is going to be like without them. Now, one thing with Bowles, you know, I complained about it quite a bit over the past couple of years. His defense, you know, half the time I loved it, half the time I hated it. You know, he does a really good job. It's a very complex defense. You never know what you're going to get. Every time you look at his defense, there's about an 80% chance it's not going to be what it appears pre-snap. You know, and half the time you can't even figure out during the snap what's going on. You know, he's got guys running all over the place, and he's got formations I've never seen before. But – one of the things he liked to do is he liked to have his defensive line guys drop back into coverage. You know, he would he would have Sue and Vita and uh, sometimes Nacho, you know, these big guys drop back into coverage you know, two or three times a game. I was not a big fan of that at all. I mean, I get it. You know, it's just a way to mix things up and confuse the offense and all that. But it's worthless, you know, as far as actual – getting something done because Vita cannot jump more than six inches. You know, unless you throw it and hit him in the face, he's not going to defend a pass. You know, and he can't defend 
any receivers or running backs or tight ends. You know, and he's not going to tackle people in space either unless he catches you from behind. So, you know, stuff like that, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's to me, it's too gimmicky for the talent we've got. You know, with the talent we have the past few years, we should have just taken the leash off and just let these guys go. You know, let the, the front four or front five, actually, just let them go. Just let them do their things. Don't have them dropping back in coverage and, you know, d- doing all these complex stunts and twists and all that, unless they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think we did too much tricky stuff. And it was one of the knocks I had on Bowles is that, you know, he's more of a clipboard guy. He is, he's about the scheme. You know, his whole defense is scheme, kind of like Cutter was, you know, but on defense. And, you know, when you've got uh, Shaq Barrett, who's got an enormous toolbox of moves. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a defensive end. He's a pure defensive end. He's, you know, he's going to – you give him enough time, he's going to get to the quarterback. And, you know, he's great at run containment. Uh, he, he, he never makes mistakes, hardly ever makes mistakes. He's always where he needs to be. Now, anyhow – and when you drop him back into coverage, which they did about 20% of his snaps, I mean, it drove me crazy. You know, I'm like, why in the world do we have one of the best pass rushers in the league dropping back into coverage so much? I mean, I get it as far as, you know, being tricky. But when you have talent, you don't need to be tricky. You know, you look at the the New England Patriots. They, they played pretty much vanilla offense. The whole time Brady was there, but they would throw in, you know, two, three trick plays a game. You know, that's fine. You know, and but when you got a team like the Jets, who they're young, uh, they're inexperienced, and you know, you're trying to build it, that's when you use a bunch of trick plays, which they do. And it, you know, it it works out for them. You know, it's it's pretty good. I you know, trick plays are okay. You know, being tricky is, is okay in small doses, but I think we did it way too much, especially for the talent we had up front. Now, with JPP, you know, he's gone. And he was pretty good at dropping back in coverage. I mean, he could bat the ball down and all that good stuff. I don't think Chuck Barrett ever did it once. Uh, Nelson was good at it. O'Connor was good at it. Uh, uh, our gay stats guy. Nassim. Nassim. He was good at it. Shaq Barrett, not so much, you know. But, you know, he did his job and he'd, he'd fall back. And it, it, it was just, it's like having a Lamborghini or a Bugatti and driving it on the beach. <laughs> you know, it's just not. Yeah. You know, you're like, why are you, you know, not having this guy rush and, and have containment 98% of the time? 90%. You know, 80%? And he wasn't even on the field that much. You know, I mean, Shaq Barrett would get rotated out a lot. So, you know, it wasn't like he was out there 100% of the time. So and then when he was out there, 20% of the time, he was dropping back into coverage. You know, they did the same thing with JPP. It was about the same. So, I don't know. I, I think we're, you know, that's the defense we're going to have this year is more they're going to be faster, a lot more tricky stuff. Well, I think that you have to innovate. 
That's a we're we're so used to like turning over coaching staffs every two years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we have a coaching staff for the third year. Looks like they're gonna be here longer term than what we're used to. They gotta yeah. innovate because otherwise everyone they got film on all your stuff. Get stale. Yeah. 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 yeah, they figure out how to beat you. Yeah, they definitely did. Let me see. In 2019, uh, Bowles and them came in and, you know, run, I wouldn't say a completely different defense, but it was a different style. And I'm sorry, they, this is our fourth year in the system. Right. Uh, right. Not third. And in 2020, they, they changed it up to more of a, uh, you know, because Bowles is a secondary guy. He's in the coverage. He's mm-hmm. a big coverage guy. That's his thing. And, you know, so he, you know, had the, the, uh, edge rushers dropping back into coverage a lot, you know, and then last year he was doing just much more and not just the edge rushers, but the defensive line guys, the big guys were dropping back. You know, he did it a little in two, 220, but last year he did a lot more. So I don't know if we're going to, you know, continue to do that. I, th- I think they're going to change it up a little bit, but we're going to, I think we're trying to get a lot faster to push up the middle. You know, it seems to be where they're going at. And, and they might want these guys to drop back in coverage more, too. Mm. Yeah, Logan, he's tall and lanky. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they dropped him back into coverage more than they did Sue. Because, again, he wasn't that great at it either. I mean, right. these, these big guys, they just don't jump. They don't. Yeah. They got that length. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I think we're going to see a little bit of a difference in our defense this year. Maybe not necessarily a bad thing. No. I just, I would like to see him just, you know, have Shaq Barrett rush more. Yeah. You know, just, that's his thing. Just have him beat these guys. That's what he's so good at. Yeah. So, the Akeem Hicks thing, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. To be honest with you, I'm not too thrilled about it, and I don't want to put a wet blanket on everybody. You're such see, a curmudgeon anymore. I know. Where'd this come <laughs> from? Normally, I'm the cheerleader. Rah, rah, I know. Rah. But again, I just, you know, I enjoyed watching Sue play so much, and I think he brought so much to the team, unheralded, you know, because guys look at stats so much, you know, and you know, he didn't show up on the stat board that much. But again, <laughs> the stats he does have, they were generally important. You know, yeah. he didn't get a sack in the first quarter on first down. You know, call it a day. You know, he he gets sacks in the in third downs and mm-hmm. you know, two minutes left and we need the ball back, that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I agree. And I'm gonna miss his rapport with Vita. Well, that's kind of sad yeah, to me. Yeah. Big girl. Yeah. So that stinks. But this is also the nature of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And free agency. And, you know, Sue has always, I mean, he's been with us three years, signed a one-year deal every time. Like, if he wanted something longer term, maybe yeah, you should have taken it. care of it then. Yeah. So it's the nature of the business. I think he understands that as much as anybody. I do not want to see him go anywhere else. Like, Oh, God, no, especially in our retire. division. <laughs> I don't think he will in the division. Well, the I think it was the Raiders and the was it the Browns interested in him? I think Browns are interested in everybody. Yeah. Do they have any money left? I don't know. 
I think a quarter. And of then a I saw something. The rumor is that Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended the whole season. What? Really? <laughs> Those are the rumors. Man, I I don't understand any of this mess. I don't either. I don't either. Um, you want to talk about Tyler Johnson? Yes. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Tyler Johnson, one of our receivers, way at the bottom of the depth chart. Yeah, he was a practice squad player. Yeah. Not to be confused with number 18, Johnson. He's Tyler. That one's Tyler Johnson. Right. This one's Travis Johnson. I did confuse Johnson. them, actually. Yes. They Travis spell it different. J-O-N-S-E-N. That's Travis. Right. Tyler That's, is the traditional spelling. Right. Johnson. Travis Johnson was, He's he's been on the practice squad for two years. Never taken an NFL snap. I see. That's crazy. I swear that he's played in a game before. No, Did he play in preseason? But probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him before. I was like, oh yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, good. I think he was number sixteen. Okay. And then this year, somebody took sixteen, and he was number eighty-five. I think. So anyhow, the point being, he got pulled over Memorial Day, or was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday, for DUI. Apparently, he was driving 100 miles an hour in a 50-mile-an-hour zone and driving erratically, got pulled over, refused to take a blood or a breathalyzer or a blood test. So they charged him with DUI which is what happens. They took him to the courthouse, locked him up. He eventually got out on what, $5,000 bail? $500. $500 bail. And the Bucks released him the next day. Mm. When you're that low on the totem pole, like you can't afford any of this. Like we got no, we got that. We had 14 receivers on <laughs> the <laughs> roster right now. Well, we had 14. We got 13 now. Oh, my gosh. You know, and we're only going to keep what? Seven? Yeah, maybe. Is that how many we keep? Uh, I want to say six. Yeah, seven, seven wide seven. receivers. Okay. So, you know, and you've never made the roster and everything. It's just a bad move, and I, I hate it for the guy. You know, I brought up – I did a video on it, and I talked about the last time this happened was Austin Safari Jenkins, mm. 2016. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was he was a good tight end. I liked him. If, oh, if I, I didn't. You didn't? No. Maybe I didn't either. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. <laughs> In hindsight. He was on the love he drafted. He was not very good. Well, anyhow, he was a starter for us, right? Mm-hmm. And he had like eight touchdowns on the season or something, and he got a DUI, and we cut him like yeah. the next day. And he ended up going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Mid-season, I think the next week they picked him up, and he came out and he said he had an alcohol problem and all that. And he played pretty well for the Jets. Then ended up getting injured. I think it was the next year. And then he went to the Jaguars and ended up getting injured again. And he's never played since, you know. And you just hate that. You hate to see these guys get, you know, let something like alcohol or, you know, drugs just destroy your career like that. Mm-hmm. You know, at least also as far as Jenkins got a second chance. But this guy, 
Travis Johnson, he ain't going to get a second chance. No, he's done in the NFL. Yeah. Now, he had just signed, I think it was a 750. What, what's the minimum? One-year minimum. I think it's 750000 Yeah, probably something like that. He had just signed that. Uh, he probably wasn't going to make the roster, so he wasn't going to get that. But he, I think they make 150000 on the practice card. Mm. Something. Again, it's salary cap stuff. Nobody can keep it straight. I know. So, but anyhow, he's losing out on that money. you know, And he's going to kick himself for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's going to think, oh, I just shot myself in the foot over some stupid mess. And hopefully he doesn't spiral down. You never I agree. Hear. When you're so young like that, and it's just a one dumb choice. You don't realize like how, you yeah. know, how, you know, every, every choice we make gets carried with us for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you're young, you don't think of that. Mm-mm. I know I didn't. No. I'll have a hard time thinking about it now. <laughs> And I mean, come on, going 100 in a yeah. 55, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Especially when you've been drinking. We think. I mean, they char- they charged him because he refused the test. We don't know what it actually would have been, right? Right. Yeah. They, they automatically charge you if mm-hmm. you refuse to take the test. At least that's how they do here. I'm pretty sure it's the same nationwide. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Because if they didn't, everybody would just go, yeah, I ain't taking no test. Yeah. And it's silly, too. Like, he was booked at 4.56 in the morning. So, early morning. He was probably pulled over around 3, you know, Mm -hmm. early morning. You're like, there's no one on the road. Right. Like, if you're going 100 miles an hour in a 55 at that time, and there's a cop anywhere in your vicinity, like, they're pulling you over. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have a very high chance of getting busted on that one. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, you know, you get you get to drinking. You make, it's one of the key aspects of alcohol is it makes you not think rationally. So, yeah. you know, he might have gotten in a fight with his girlfriend or whatever, you know, and he's just jumped in his car and all that. It's just so things can happen so fast. And, and luckily, you know, he didn't get in an accident or anything. Yeah. But that's uh, just it's just tragic. You hate to see that stuff. Uh, we have some other bad news, too. Uh, Calvin McGee, ex-Buccaneers tight end, he passed away at the age of 59. Hey, are you noticing a lot of players passing away? Uh, Peyton Barber, or not Peyton? Uh, Marion Barber. Marion Barber, running back for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He just died at 38. I know. I mean, what's going on? That's it. I it just seems like way too many people are dying at a young age. I agree. Um, OTA news. Uh, Warren Sapp was a guest at one of the OTAs working with the defensive linemen. I saw that. That's, that's pretty cool. Could you imagine being <laughs> Logan Willis and, and all of a sudden Warren Sapp walks out on the field and he's like, I'm going to. I mean, you grew up, this guy was an idol. Yeah. Yeah. You probably never saw him play. I, think. I know. I was wondering. I was like, he's probably retired by the time they were watching football. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you. Yeah, you when know you that talk name. About, yeah, you talk about defensive tackles. You, Warren Sapp is one of the first names that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And he comes out on the field and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna coach you up today." You listen to everything that man says. Mm-hmm. 
And he's a presence too. Yeah. On the, you know, he's just yeah. kind of in your face. He's very much a personality. Yeah. Could you imagine how these guys are? It's like all of a sudden here, you know, you, you get drafted in the NFL for one. You're like, Ooh, that's, that's pretty big. I'm a star now. And then you go to the Buccaneers and there's Tom Brady. You know, you're on the team with Tom Brady, man. And then there's Mike Evans. You know, you're like, well, this guy has eight years of thousand yard seasons. He's mm-hmm. never not had a thousand yard season in eight years. You know, get a world record. Uh, you've got Warren Sapp coming out there. You know, you got to be like, whoa, there's Levante David. You know, you're like, it's got to be like just overwhelming, I would imagine. I agree. It's very intimidating. And, you know, a legacy, like that's what most of these people think. I mean, they all think about getting paid, getting to the NFL and getting paid. But then your legacy is right up there, too. And so Mm. you're meeting guys who have created a legacy for themselves. uh, Yeah, you know, I bet legacy in hindsight is more important to these guys. You know, mm -hmm. I, I bet if you asked every single one of them, you know, which would you rather have, a Hall of Fame or mm-hmm. to have been paid an extra million dollars a year? Yeah. While you're there. I'd, every single one of them would be like, a oh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, because once you get out of it, you're out of it. You know, you can mm-hmm. always make more money, but you can't ever add to your NFL legacy. No. Unless you, you get a very short window. Very short window. To do uh, something. You got some who have been fortunate enough to go into the business, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be broadcasting or uh, management or coaching or something like that, but you know, as far as a player is concerned, you're done. You know, your legacy, and and I guarantee you, all these guys look back and they go, "Man, I wish I would have done more." Yeah, <laughs> you know? I didn't realize how quick it was going to go by. Mm-hmm. And, and you do get these guys a lot of times who, you know, they are all about the money. You know, I think Antonio Brown is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just so focused on the money that he doesn't realize, you know, your, your time's up, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've done laid it all out on the field that you're going to be able to lay out. Yeah. You know? And what you laid out started off great, but ended up crap. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I hope not. To be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he like so many guys, he had the talent and the skill, but you know, being a Hall of Famer is more than stats and right. talent and skill. You have to be a a good representative of the NFL, and he just was not. I agree. I agree. I think it's about, again, the legacy, what you bring to the sport, mm. what you left behind. Yeah. He just trashed all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like Michael Vick. You know, probably one of the most dynamic quarterbacks I've ever seen. Just really, I mean, he 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 basically invented the the running quarterbacks that we see nowadays, you know, uh, me and Molly were watching the dynamic runs every, what was it? Every, what was the name of the video? It was every, every year from 1980, the, the most spectacular run of the year. Yeah. And two years was Steve Young. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, I mean, normally it was all running backs and, but Steve Young had, I think he had a 60 yarder and a, uh, like a 40-yarder that were pretty spectacular. He was, I don't know if it's the pads, but like <laughs> he was so clunky looking too. Yeah, <laughs> like normally these running quarterbacks are very svelte and yeah, yeah. athletic looking and he did not. Oh, he was so all. awkward. 
but he was like the original running quarterback, yeah. you know. And uh, but then, you know, as the years you had Culpepper and all these guys, but then Michael Vick came and he was just a cheetah. I mean, just amazing, and, and he could throw the football or rope, you know, eighty yards down the field. Uh, it just he was he was just crazy good. Just his skill level was through the roof, but he didn't have the character, mm-hmm. you know, and he just ruined his legacy. Yeah, and it's such a shame. I hate it. You know, you see these guys that are just spectacular athletes. Just shoot themselves in the foot over stupid, stupid stuff. And it's really not that hard not to. <laughs> no, you know, and, and yeah. when Mike Evans came in the league, mm-hmm. I was really worried about him because he had an attitude. And, you know, the first year or two that he played with us, oh my God, you know, he was getting into it with officials all the time and other players, and he would always fall down hurt. He actually cost us a game doing that one time he fell down and acted like he was hurt mm-hmm. and they ran 10 seconds off the clock because he, it was an injury mm-hmm. you know and that cost us the game they actually ran the clock out because you know and he I, I think that was kind of the turning point for him he was like man I gotta stop acting like this mm-hmm. and now he's like a Buddhist monk I know you know, he's, he still gets out there and, you know, gets in yeah. guys' faces and he's stuff. He's passionate still, but mm-hmm. he's smarter about yes. it. Yeah, he does. It seems like he doesn't let his emotions get the best of him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love that about him. You know, and he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that I think has realized, hey, you know, I'm just going to go out there and do my job, you know, not not worry about all the glamour and the glitz. I mean, I mean what, do you, what do you hear from Mike Evans? You know, he's a family man. Mm-hmm. He's got his charities. You know, yeah. he's not always crabbing to get in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. When he is in front of the camera, he gives you know, basically canned responses. But, you know, he's friendly. It's, you know, that's that's what you need to have. You know, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, As, like uh, Jackson was the same way. Mm-hmm. Twin Towers. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's such a shame. Um, Mike Evans' wife just had a baby. That's right. He missed part of OTAs. He was in Texas with his wife, understandably. Yes. And uh, we got to get back to the OTAs. You mentioned it, and then we just. I know. You know, I only followed the first part of it. We got a lot of veterans there. It surprised me that some of the guys that showed up. Yeah. Like Fournette's out there, right? Um, I think the first day he was not. But then a few, like Donovan. Vita. Vita. um, Yeah. Uh, Shaq Barrett was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Nelson, Devin White, and Russell Gage was there. Russell Gage, I could understand. He needs to, yeah, kind of get some some practice time with his offense. Yeah. Uh, Brady, of course, not out there. Which okay. Uh, that's weird to me. I just find that weird. Yeah. I guess like he doesn't really need it, but I feel like the rest of the team needs it. Right. Needs him there. So, you know, I don't I don't really love that. But I think his point is like you're not getting you don't get paid extra, right, for doing that. No. And you know, you could also get injured and mm-hmm. he's got all kinds of stuff going on. You know, he just did the golf match yeah. with I don't Aaron understand Rogers. what that is. It was just a 
promotional thing. But we ended up, we didn't watch it. We ended up watching the lightning get their butts whooped by the Rangers. Oh, is that what happened? I went to bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Six to two. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, it was like it was, back to back. It was like one to one. Yeah, it was. It was and great. It was like through the second quarter, and then the damn bottom fell out. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, the, the lightning did not look. They were not on point, and they had their problems switching out their players and all that good stuff. So, mm. it, it. I think it's just one of those games. So. <laughs> Anyhow, that's what we did. But, you know, Tom Brady's just got way too much stuff going on right now. Yeah. He's not going to show up at OTAs. He's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. Think he'll make the Hall of Fame? (laughs) (laughs) He'll make the Hall of Fame and all the other quarterbacks that they put in before him, they're kicking him out. Yeah. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. They should just make him commissioner of the league, I think. I think Peyton Manning would be a phenomenal commissioner. I do too, yeah. Probably would He should be the commissioner. Yeah. Get rid of Goodell. Oh, God. Such He's a horrible. So He's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Eh, I don't get it. I have some NFC South news. What's going on in the NFC South? Falcons linebacker Deion Jones underwent shoulder surgery, and he's going to miss the off-season workout program. Um, he has a $20 million cap hit, and there were some rumblings about... Hmm. His future in Atlanta, so uh, not great news for him. They might as well. They're in rebuild mode. I know. Exactly. Kind of like the uh, the Panthers, their quarterback, the one they just drafted. He he apparently had some personal stuff and oh, no. didn't show up for what? OTAs or something. Yeah, but Rule was like, "Yeah, we're cool with it." Oh, yeah. Well, what kind of personal stuff? Nobody knows. No, uh uh-uh. Oh. And I think it was just the one day. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was like family stuff or. I'm I'm really anxious to see what happens with the Panthers. I think they're just going to be a disaster. I don't think Rule's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to make it out of this year. No. It's just so weird. They they just, they have this attitude of they're they're good. I know. know, They're they're set. I know. We got this. It's going to be fine, guys. Yeah. It's, it's that meme with the dog and the fire. Mm-hmm. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick announced his retirement today. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yep. He's played for so many teams, but there's only two teams he's never played against. The Buccaneers and the Packers. How about that? Really? Yeah. Never won against that. I know. And uh, the rumor is he's going to Amazon as a media person. Amazon really seems like they are gearing up. They're scooping everybody out. Yeah. They're going to be the, the the go-to place for the NFL. Yeah. Like. I mean, they're just sliding in there. Well, that's good. It ain't like they don't have enough money. <laughs> Do we really want them controlling the NFL, though? No. No. Well, it, they'll get it to our door in two days or less. <laughs> There's that. Um, interesting. I think he'd be. He might be a fun. They're getting a lot of young people. I feel because weren't they talking to Pat McAfee too? I don't know if anything came of that. 
Mm-hmm. They were, and I, I thought like Kay Adams, maybe they were talking to her. I know she quit, but yeah, I don't think she's got anything else lined up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it seems like Amazon's doing a lot of stuff and kind of surprising people, a lot of backroom deals and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it seems like they're making a real big push to kind of take over the NFL, the media aspect of it anyhow. Can they take over Game Pass? Oh, good Lord. Please, somebody, <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Just fix it. What a mess. I know. It's so awful. Yeah, I'm probably going to do a video on it. I'm I, uh, probably going to wait until the new season. Let's see, the, I think it's July, and just see if they update it yeah. or anything before I blast them. But it is just, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, it's good if you just want to rewatch the game. Yeah. That's it. But if you want to do all 22, forget it. Not worth it. So we got, what what are the dates coming up? You got a list over there of yeah. things coming up? Maybe. No. It's only through April. Or wait, hold on. I thought I did. No, I do not. Okay, we need to uh, come up with that. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. Uh, mandatory mini camp is June 7th to 9th. Okay, so that's next. Yeah. Next. Tuesday? Tuesday through Thursday, so three days. Yeah. Uh, OTAs are running through tomorrow, so they're still going on. Then what we got after mandatory minicamp? That's all I got. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the season is fast approaching. I know. How many days do we have till that? I need to start doing the countdown. I know. Um... You know, I don't know if they've announced anything after mini camp. I mean, after that, it's uh, training camp, and that's usually like the end of July. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> well, I think we've about covered everything we can cover. Again, you know, not a, not a whole lot going on with the Buccaneers mm-hmm. uh, or the NFL. It's just kind of quiet on all fronts. But especially with the Buccaneers, and, uh, you know, that could be a good thing. Sometimes no news is good news. Yep. Guys are just working hard at getting better. Is that what we want to think? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) We sound so dead. I know. I'm so tired. Yeah. Uh, It's just one of those months, man. Mm -hmm. And the summer's just starting, too. I know. And we're already... Yeah. Tired, miserable. About 10 a.m., which is like, ugh, sweaty. <laughs> All righty. Uh, anything else? No, that is it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, keep an ear out. We will probably have something next week on the mini camp. And, you know, everybody's going to show up for that, most likely. It's mandatory. So. Mandatory. So we'll see if Brady's out there and see what happens. Hopefully, fingers crossed. No injuries. And uh, we'll let you know what's going on. And, and then we'll have a, a better picture of what's going to happen for the rest of the season, too. We'll have the dates and all that good stuff. All right, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks.